is in the books. Every team has played their first college football game of the 2021 season. Me and the guys, we had a guess of last week's scores. Were they good? Were they not? We'll find out in this week's episode of Scores on the Doors. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, Back for another episode of Scores on the Doors, where me and my other two hosts from the College Football Podcast, uh, give you some score predictions of some games, uh, some of the biggest games of this week. Uh, and then next week on the show, we'll talk about how we did. And I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the show, but uh, we, uh, we've we got some scores in from the sort of week zero and the week one stuff we did. But before we even talk about the scores, of course, I've got to introduce you to the hosts. You have myself, Nick Loth. We have Tristan Watkin. Evening, everyone. And we have Sukdeep Puni. Hey, up me ducks. Look, it's great to have you. Uh, we, we missed you, just timings and stuff like that on the uh, first two scores on the doors. And so it feels great not to be ringing in your scores. Uh, by a spreadsheet. By a spreadsheet. <laughs> exactly. Even though I have given the spreadsheet as well, but... I haven't added your scores to the spreadsheet after you said you were going to jump into the recording, That's so good. giving That's you a good. bit of a chance to change your mind. Yeah, I could do. You never know, I might get influenced either way, but... I yeah we'll see I, I I get the feeling one of my results is definitely going to differ from you two's judging from one of the podcasts we did earlier in the week so <laughs> I always I always try and go a bit different it's the only way you can win them really isn't it yeah I tried doing that last year sir because I finished dead last so um, <laughs> you, did, you, <laughs> you did keep take some risks last year I remember who won it last year I, I'm not I, I honestly don't remember was it Nick or I think, I think so. it was you. Oh, was it? I thought it was Sook. I'm pretty sure you two are close. Like I got blown out of the water. I was like trailing miserably come the end of last year. Ah. Can't believe you can't remember. Like, I feel like it's something that I would have bloated, bloated, bloated about. But um... A bit of context for the listeners. Last year, we wrote scores on the doors down in notepads or on random and we had guests documents. As well. And we had guests and all sorts. And we just, we didn't really keep on top of all of the schools, like we we had a total, but I can remember. I, I think the total was probably in our WhatsApp group chat somewhere from six months ago. But this oh, year we've got spreadsheets. I'm recording the figures. I have the. I will keep all of the scores, so the data is there. I'll make some little bar charts to put on Twitter come the end of the season to review our predictions. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find out because I put in our WhatsApp group the current scores after the first two weeks, and well. I mean, I don't know why I'm looking for them. I'm, I'm I, can, last. I can give you the scores. Okay. So after the week zero and week one, at the bottom of the scores and those predictions with 14 points is Nick. Sook is in second with 15. And thanks to the exploits of UCLA um, mm-hmm. giving me bumper points last week, I'm currently leading with 18. Mm-hmm. I, I've had a, fit of, I, I had a little bit of luck. Like the extra point for Nebraska week zero helped me out massively. Um, 
And like I say, I got extra points out of um, the UCLA um, UCLA LSU game from last week. So that mm. really helped. Interesting. Very nice. So, 10 games. Shall we jump straight into this week's uh, predictions? Yes, please. Uh, and we are going to start with a game between an ACC and an SEC team as NC State play uh, at Mississippi State. So uh, the Wolfpack started uh, with a stellar performance in their 45-0 drubbing of the University of South Florida, USF. Um, Meanwhile, the Bulldogs, they also got off to a winning start, didn't they? They beat uh, Louisiana Tech in a nail-biter, 35-34. They were losing the game until the fourth quarter. They actually didn't. They scored two touchdowns in the first, scored nothing in the second and the third, trailed 31-14 at the end of the third and in the fourth quarter. They just came alive and uh, they stole a victory away from uh, the uh, non-Power 5 conference uh, but also well-named Bulldogs in an all-Bulldog matchup. Um, gents, uh, NC State obviously started fantastically. I know Tristan's not a massive fan of Mississippi State. Any chance the ACC team? Uh, Tristan, I know, you, I, went, I know you're a Clemson fan, but I know you, especially the ones, the teams who maybe not, not the Miamis or the North Carolinas of the world, but especially the teams lower down the ACC, you always like to see them do well when coming up against SEC teams and stuff. I do. Just kind of proving the, the strength of the conference. Do you think there's any chance they come away from this uh, trip to the state of Mississippi with a dub? I do. Oh, that's that's where my prediction goes. Mm. I've, I've got this going... I've got this being 37-30 to NC State. Uh, this is going to be the battle of two teams that like, NC, Mississippi State aren't going to run the ball. They're just going to, they just, they, they, it's Mike Leach in this air break. They're going to throw it. They're going to get points. But defensively, they're shaky. They showed that against um, Louisiana, um, Louisiana Tech on Saturday. And NC State had enough of a pass game, enough of a run game. You know, they've got some, they've got some decent players, um, NC State. I, I just think. They've got a little bit more defense to handle um, Mississippi State. If you look at, I know it was USF, but their offense clicked really well for NC State. So yeah, I think you know it's easy for me. I think they've just they out they're going to outlast. They're going to score just a few more points. Knight, the running back's going to have a big game. Leary at QB is solid, and and is a fifth year senior. Just he's going to break every NC State receiving record. Um, there's not enough that I like about Mississippi State at all to get the W. I think I think they lose this in a seven-point high-scoring affair. Interesting stuff. Mm. Suck, what's your thoughts? I've gone the other way. Um, I think Mississippi State, on the back of the the resurgent fourth quarter, uh, are going to come out with a bit of confidence. Um, I believe they are the home team. I think it is going to be a close game. Um, the Wolfpack, I mean, absolutely sort of destroyed... Uh, South Florida uh, last week. But for me, I think Will Rogers um, will have a decent game uh, for Mississippi State. I think, think he was pretty decent in the game the other week, you know, getting that comeback. And I think the momentum will be there, uh, given the home advantage. 
I'm going for a lower scoring game. Um, I'm going for 28-24 to Mississippi State. Um, I think Will Rogers, you know, will have the freedom uh, to throw the ball about. Um, The offensive line, Mississippi State, generally they tend to do well. I think they've got um, someone who's highly touted in Charles Cross. I'm not too sure about some of the other offensive linemen, but I'm sure they'll do a sturdy job in in protecting Rodgers. Mm. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I, I, I've got a, I've got a two point game. Um, I've gone for a, a thirty to twenty eight win to NC State. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, I just, uh, NC State individually have got some really nice players this year. Um, you know, they didn't have as difficult a start uh, as. Um, uh, as Mississippi State did, losing a tech or or, or a handy team um, in the are they a, are they a, are they a QSA team or are they are they a CUSA team? I think they are. I think they're a CUSA team, aren't they? Yeah, the QSA, as I like to call it. The QSA. Um, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it yeah they are a QSA, a QSA team. But um, but NC State really blew me. I mean, I knew they were going to obviously win this game against South Florida, but they they did it handily. Um, you know, they've got a really nice wide out in Amiki Ramesi. Uh, their run game worked really well. You know, Ricky Pierce, Person Junior, Zonovan, Zonovan, Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight is a name, isn't it? I know. Uh, they had you know they had 168 rushing yards, three touchdowns between them. Like they've got that sort of sort of that bang bang um, running back play. Uh, and as well, as ESPN likes to interrupt me, uh, the defensive line is 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 dangerous. You know, guys like Daniel Joseph, uh, and they've got dudes like Drake Thomas and Cyrus Fagan. They've got some really nice players up front, and uh, in the linebacking core, they got at uh, Peyton Wilson, Peyton Wilson as well, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that uh, there's more players individually. Again, I don't watch. Uh, a lot of NC State and Mississippi State uh, intently, you know, more of a Big Ten guy. But um, I did have a, a bit of an interest in the South Florida game. I started, I've been chatting in the off-season to the left tackle for USF, Donovan Jennings. And uh, so I had a bit of interest in their first game last season. And um, yeah, NC State were just were dominant. And after, you know, after that win, I just think that they may come to town feeling as confident as ever. And to me, if an NC State team is going to win at Mississippi State, it, it would be this season. Um, I don't think they'll get a chance in the future to play a Mississippi State team, which is as um, as as weak as it has been in the maybe the last ten twenty years. Um, but I still, I still, you know, it gets loud. Uh, it gets loud. Um, I literally went for a home advantage. Like that was. Is that how close? That was was. that was literally how close it was. I I was. This was one of the fixtures where I was kind of going back and forth between my predictions, and I literally just said, you know, I'm I'm just going to go for the home advantage on this occasion. Oh really? Mm. Well, it 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 gets loud at Davis Way Stadium, um, and you know they will make it tough. But uh, yeah, I just I just I don't know. I'm feeling. I'm feeling NC State to get this big win. Um, I think they could be a surprise package in the ACC. 
I feel like they're very good chance of going bowling. This will be their first test. Uh, and yeah, Mississippi State just didn't fill me with enough confidence last week. So yeah, 30 to 28. Right, we move on. And we're heading over to some Pac-12 slash independent. Independent will be joining the Big 12. Yeah, BYU. Um, obviously shot to notoriety with Zach Wilson as quarterback last year. I don't think they've been as notable as last year as they have been in years, um, right. BYU, um, for obvious reasons. But they face a Utah Utes team who uh, kicked off their season last week with a drubbing 40-17 to in a bit of a gimme game against Weber State. Um, more of a basketball school while Weber State. Um uh, behind Charlie Brewer, who was a transfer from... Was he once at Baylor? Was it Brewer? Is that where Charlie Brewer was? Might have been. Charlie Brewer. Let me I'm double sure check he it. was. Yeah, he was. He was Baylor's quarterback. He was the Baylor QB last year, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I really don't watch enough Big 12. <laughs> no, I, I know. I just know the name. I was like, I'm sure he was Baylor. A BYU, though, are coming off a big win against uh, the Arizona Wildcats. A Power 5 conference team at the end of the day, even though they're not super strong. And mm. they're... Really, uh, ironically, I am sitting right now in an Arizona Wildcats vest. Um, it was one of the many pickups my parents grabbed for me along the way uh, uh, on their trip a couple of years ago. But um, but yes, so big win for BYU last week. Uh, you know, playing a not so great but still a Power Five conference team. Any chance they can go back to back in the Pac-12 and beat uh, Utah? Uh, I've got the only person I can send this to first is Suck Deep as a Pac-12 fan. Uh, how do you think the Utes will fare against the Cougars? I think they'll do very well. Um, I've gone for the win. Um, I think I went for the ten-point uh, differential, so I went for thirty-four twenty-four. Um, I like a lot of the roster f- from the Utes, to be honest, particularly in defense as well. You, you and I, you know. Um, Nick have talked a lot about Devin Lloyd. Honest, honestly, think he he was talked about last year as sort of a mid round pick. I honestly think he's the kind of talent who could go sort of first second round. He had a monster game last week. I know it was against sort of weaker opposition, but overall, I think their defense is quite strong. Um, you know, really hard hitting um, players. And their offense as well, it, it was pretty decent. They had a good rushing game last last week with Tavion Thomas. Um, quarterback's not bad. I really like the tight end as well. Uh, Brent Kufi, I think he's uh, someone to look out for as well um, in the draft. BYU, I'll be honest, I think they've lost quite a lot of talent. And Arizona weren't exactly one of the sort of teams in that conference who we thought, yeah, you know, you're going to have a really good season. So I think that kind of win doesn't surprise me. And it wasn't the most comprehensive win over Arizona. Mm. So when you look at the difference between Arizona and uh, Utah, I think Utah, you know, miles above Arizona. So I think, yeah, I think they win this. It'll be a bit of a test, but I, th- I think 34-24 um, to Utah. 34-24 yeah. was that, Suck? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I wrote previously. Cool. Starting yeah. yeah. Uh, so the game's in Provo, um, I believe. Uh, uh, home game yeah. for the... Is that right? Yeah, Lavella Stadium, I think it's called. 
they've got it's a beautiful looking stadium because if you sit on one side of the stadium, you get beautiful views of like the some of the mountains in Utah. Um, I think you might even be able to see the Rockies from from fairly far away. I've seen some pictures; it just looks glorious. Um, on the field, though, meanwhile, um, yeah, I just uh, you know. Um, BYU coach Kalani Sataki he's, he's, had, he's done a really great job and obviously the way they developed Zach Wilson last year was fantastic and the programme really needed a win to start because obviously they lose the first game without Zach Wilson and it, it would kind of sort of put a bit of a bit of a dampener and kind of fulfil a lot of what people would be thinking about having a slump after him I don't think they win this one I know they've got three games in a row Against Pac-12 teams, and you know if if they could win one against Utah or Arizona State, they'd be buzzing. I don't see it coming today, um, and uh, but I've got it as a close one. I think BYU will keep it really competitive. Um, I think they've got a better chance against Arizona State, who uh, yeah, they didn't they 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 had a, a big win against a Southern Utah or something, but. Uh, um, I I think Utah are a better team overall than Arizona State, mm. and uh, yeah. So um, I've got this as touchdown game. I'm going to go 24 to 17 in favor of the Utes. Uh, I don't think they're going to blow anyone out. I think Utah will have a quietly good season, uh, and this win will look a lot better than than the score sheet mm. represents. BYU and no pushovers. They got some mm. nice players and. They dig in the trenches quite good. So, but yeah. yeah, I think I think Utah are capable of being top twenty-five team. To be honest, possibly, yeah, possibly. It's not out of the realms possible. That's what I've seen. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Um, I don't think this game's anywhere quite as close as you think. Nick, at all. Uh, BYU against Arizona didn't offensively do an awful lot apart from they ran the ball quite well on a really bad Wildcats team. Uh, Utah aren't going to let them run the ball. Um, it's just that's not going to happen. It's not going to work that way. Um, and I don't think Jaron Hall showed me anything as a passer that makes me think he's going to light anything up. Utah, BYU is a bit of a rivalry game. So you don't need motivation for this. So I just... I just think Utah have too much. And I've got this 30 points to 13 in favour of Utah. Hmm. Wow. Excuse my ignorance. What's the um, what's the rivalry about? It just seems a bit... It's just oh. local rivalry. They're just, they're just near each other. They're only about yeah. 40, 40 minutes away from each other. Uh, yeah, yeah of course. Of course yeah. It's just a close rivalry. Yeah, it's just their local teams. Fair enough. Because is it Utah State who played the Holy War? They play... With BYU? There's, there's a uh, I'm pretty maybe. I'm not too sure. Mm, they've got a match on the second of October. Play yeah, no, it's BYU. It's Utah versus BYU. I, this is a big. This is. It's called the Holy War. This rivalry game. Wow. Right. So yeah. Yeah, big uh, Mormon country, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. BYU is um, a Mormon school. And Utah's the public university yeah. owned by the state of Utah, um, funded by the state of Utah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, a local rivalry. They are very, very close. So Utah are obviously just north of Salt, um, Salt Lake and BYU are about 40 minutes south mm. of Salt Lake City in Utah. So, yeah, mm. it's just, it's close. They're close to quite big rivals. Lovely part of America as well. There's some, some Salt Lake City 
uh, Lake Powell areas like that is something I definitely want to want to explore. Yeah, I think there's like so Utah's where the end of sort of uh, the where like um, Utah's because it's Archer's National Park or some things in Utah as well. Like the south of Utah is quite nice. My parents went to Salt Lake City and they said it was okay, but you know it's like cities. You know what I mean? Cities are often like you want to go out the cities to see the natural beauty of places but yeah utah's got some really really pretty places in it for sure yeah Um, i do randomly have a friend from school married to someone from utah yeah very nice yeah but i think i think i think tristan's reason is is that to being a rival game is why i think it'll be closer because you know i think i just see a lot of these sort of rivalry games where it's a lot of tension and a lot of pride on offer is, is coming a bit close to the wire and teams playing up and stuff like that. But uh, I think Utah could open a bigger gap than seven, seven points. But um, I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't bet on it being more than two touchdowns. Um, but again, it's certainly not beyond the realms of possibility. You know, any of the, nothing, none of these games are no one, neither of these teams, oh, sorry. Well, yeah, neither of these teams are, are sort of, you know, <sighs> big Goliaths that we can just confirm are going to win massively every week. But every team can win by a chunk on a given week. Uh, And it wouldn't surprise me massively if if your prediction came true. But I I don't know. I just got it. It's a bit closer just just because it's a rivalry game. I think the fans will be fuming in BYU if they get absolutely turned over. But it could happen. It could happen. And so from there... I'm going to see if we're going to keep it in order of what we had. Uh, we will go to... Ooh, where should we go? I've got some options in front of me. Um, yeah, no, let's keep it Let's keep it in uh, a Pac-12 uh, SEC matchup. Uh, we're going to go to the Colorado Buffaloes who take on Texas A&M. Uh, the Buffaloes started their season last week Um and they went 1-0. They had a nice 35-7 win over Northern Colorado, a bit of that gimme game. Whereas the Texas A&M Aggies uh, downed Kent State 41-10. to uh, Interesting week for Haynes King at quarterback for Texas A&M. Like two mm. touchdowns, but three picks. Uh, but meanwhile, the running back duo of Isaiah Spiller and Devon Shane uh, Really, really impressed for the Aggies. Potential running back number one in next year's draft is Spiller, um, for sure. So, uh, I'm gonna gonna start with this one, I guess. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 no surprise. In Texas A&M will win this one. Um, for how much? Uh, I think it will be handily. Um, Buffaloes. From what I read a little bit about them uh, in their game against um, Northern Colorado, didn't even look too spectacular in the game. Uh, it's obviously the year, third year of Jimbo Fisher's era in College Station. Um, and yeah, the spread apparently is minus 17. And I, I very well believe Texas A&M will get that. I think um, I don't have... A lot of belief that the Buffaloes have anything particularly strong about them. Interesting fact, by the way, you know, I mentioned a D-lineman who was sort of a star of the Buffs D-line, Mustafa Johnson, who went in last year's draft, in the draft in 2021. 
Mm. Didn't get drafted. He did. I think he did sign with an agent, but he didn't get picked up by a team. And so that he found a loophole, and he's gone back to college, which is really interesting. He even, you know, he declared wow. for the draft, and because he didn't sign any, even like a, a training camp offer for the team, he was allowed to go back to school. He's apparently going to miss the first few games due to some some rule, but he'll be back soon. But he won't be back for this one, I don't believe. Interesting. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I I've got this as thirty five fourteen to Texas A and M. I think they'll win this fairly handily. Buffaloes, Buffaloes. <laughs> it's exactly what I've got. <laughs> is it? 30, yeah. Is it? Oh, I can't. I can't be doing that then. I'll have. Um, I'll have don't, take, I'll, don't take. Don't take thirty five ten. Just spoiler alert. All right, I'll take thirty-eight, fourteen then. Um, so, so I, get, I bet we can move on pretty quickly with this one. I've got thirty-eight, fourteen. Suk's got thirty-five, fourteen, and you've got thirty-five, mm. ten. Right, Tristan? Yeah, yeah. I do think Colorado have a bit of a running game. I mean, Broussard, he was pretty decent last season as well. Um, I think he averaged, you know, sort of over five or six, you know, yards per attempt. He had a decent game last week as well. So I think they've got something about them. Um, interestingly enough, I saw on the sheet, they've got Levante Chenault. So obviously, um, you know, Liska yeah, being a former uh, Buffalo, be interesting how he pans out, um, mm. you know, for the for the season. See if he's uh, as good as his brother. He's, uh, I think last year he had his freshman season. Um 17 receptions, 193 yards. So, and he had two receptions this week, 23 yards, which ironically was, uh, I think, the best stat line out of the receivers. So, just goes to show in the passing game, they're not very effective at all. Mm, definitely not. And the Aggies are just going to run the ball down their throats. And I don't, well, it's not just, it's not even just Spiller. It's like, Oh, what's the other guy's name? I have had a mental breakdown today. Yeah, they just they had two backs that went for a hundred yards. Hundred yards. I know it was Kent State. I know it was. You know, it was. A, it's a game that you think, but when you've got two running backs that go over a hundred yards for a game, then mm. fair. You you can run the ball. Um, mm. So I don't think the Yankees are going to be, you know, worrying too much. They've got one of other tight ends who I think he's only. A, He's either 10 or 20 yards off becoming four full-time. Um, Wade, uh, I can't say his name. Wade, Wade, Wade Mayer. Wade Mayer, yeah. Wade Mayer. Wade Mayer. Depends Wade how you want to pronounce it. But yeah, he's got. He's about to break records at um, Texas A&M. I just think they have too much talent for this one. And, and not much more to say about that. Apart from Wade Mayer, Wade Mayer, Wade Mayer, Wade Mayer. What? No, that, it sounded sense. It made sense in my head. Is is it like mighty what, good moment? What, 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 what a man! What a man! What a man! Yeah, you could have at least gone like what? What? A, what a what? Why? Do you know what I'm? Not, I think it was a, right what, in my head. Why the good man? I think it was right in my head, and then when I said it out, it was just completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thank you for that. So, um, You're welcome. Moving on to another uh, ACC meets SEC game this week. Uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, fresh off a uh, 38-6 win over Bowling Green. Uh, they're on the road 
uh, up in uh, Pitt in Pittsburgh. Uh, who are no, they're not. Very, I'm they pretty are. sure. I'm pretty sure it's Pitt at Tennessee. Is it? Oh, it is Pitt? Oh, it is it? It, it I thought it was at Pitt. Oh, I thought it was a pit. It's pit at Tennessee. Oh, it's one it of that. Pitt's very few non-home because I'm pretty non-home sure home. was it Pitt that had the ridiculous? They played pretty much ninety percent of their schedule at home. Something like that, yeah. Yes. Um, right, okay. So never mind. It's at Nayland Stadium, uh, one of the sort of homes of college football. Um, uh, Pitt beat beat the beat the absolute. Um, wheels off of uh, UMass last week. Uh, not that that's too much of a thing to shout about. It was like 51-7 or something. Uh, Tristan, I'll send this to you first. ACC again. Um, you went for your ACC team last time. Will you go for your ACC team again? No. Um, oh. I, I'm i going to give this to ten- Tennessee. I just... Joe Milton didn't look great but got the job done against Bowling Green. Uh, Pittsburgh have got a good defense. I, I, I've never been sold. Um, you know, I've not been sold on Kenny Pickett at all um, as a QB. And I just think Josh Heifel was a good coach. Um, home game, that's going to be, you know, bouncing in Tennessee. I just, yeah, I just think Tennessee is a slightly better team. Like, on I just, I, I just, their performance last week was solid. Pitt blew out a very, very bad UMass team, but did nothing to inspire confidence in me that they're going to go in here and get a big win. I've got it being relatively close. I've got this being Pitt 21, Tennessee 30. Wow. Suck. I, I am going to admit, I thought it was a Pitt home game. Um, but. That being said, I'm not going to change my opinion on the result. I, I think Pitt is a stronger team. I think they've got the better quarterback um, in Pickett over Milton. Milton, he was he was a former Wolverine, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, he didn't did really impress me last year. Um, I still think Pickett has had you know some decent games. Pitt over, over the course of last season, also like. Um, Tristan said their defense is is pretty decent as well. Uh, you know they've got some a few prospects there who definitely you know will be on the lookout for um, the draft next year. So I've gone for pretty certain. I'll just double check. Twenty eight twenty to pit. Twenty eight twenty to pit. Okay. Uh, I agree with Suck. Um, I think I think Pitt will win this. Tennessee seemed to be like Tennessee seemed to be stacking average to like distinctly average quarterbacks in their team. Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker are both transfers, and I I didn't think Joe Milton was a Power Five conference quarterback when he played for Michigan. Um, and after his performance in the opening game. I still don't think Joe Milton is <laughs> is a Power Five conference quarterback. Um, that's why starting point. If, I feel like if he's quarterbacking the Volunteers, that's a bad start. I definitely prefer Kenny Pickett. Uh, equally, the Volunteers are without their star running back, Tyon Evans. He had a big game last week, 120 yards and a touchdown. He's out. 
uh, of the game against uh, Pitt. Um, and yeah, I just thought between the two teams, obviously they both played very, you know, sort of gimme games. Uh, Pitt just looked a little bit more impressive to me the way they moved the ball. Um, I like a number. I mean, to be fair, I just feel like Pitt are um, quietly very good on defense. They seem to just produce um, NFL defensive players, especially across the D line, um, every season. Um, mm. And you know they've got guys this year who um, who again I think can make a difference in the NFL when it comes. Uh, you've got the likes of um, the Desden Alexandra. Um, you've got dudes like John Petrushen, uh, Kalaja Kansi. Um, they've got some dudes up front who can make uh, really big blows to that sort of Tennessee O line. But yeah, yeah. I think. Um, and obviously, I like the is it the tight end Kroll? Was it Lucas Kroll? Lucas Kroll, yeah. And yeah, I'm a fan of his game as well. Um, and and uh, Addison as well. And of course, Jordan Addison, who had a fantastic season last year as a true freshman. I don't know if he's injured at the moment. He didn't. No, he did play. No, he, he did he, play. He got. He, a oh, he did down. play. Yeah. He did. He did. Um, I'm sure he scored. Yeah, they sort of they do share their they do share their plays out on offense quite a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, I just their run game is is not really developed too much. Uh, they need to still work on that. But um, yeah, I thought Pickett. I, mm. I I do like Pickett. Is like I don't know if he'll make it in the NFL, but he's above way way above average quarterback mm. um, for college. Uh, so I've got a twenty eight to twenty four though. I still don't. I don't I'm not. I'm not going to talk about Pitt blowing out Tennessee. But I just look at the two teams and I just think one is stronger than the other. Um, so twenty eight twenty four. Yeah. Right, where are we going now? We are going to go to uh, the team that were just absolutely shocked <laughs> in week one, Washington. Um, wow, they got beat by Montana. What an awful start uh, for the um, Washington uh, Huskies. Huskies. Yeah, yeah, just had a mental uh, moment there. Uh, and they go to... Do they go to uh, to they Ann Arbor, go to Ann Arbor. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan coming up. A uh, trip to uh, play a Big Ten. Um, uh, what, do you know what? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go first. It's, yeah, it's, a team, it's a team from both of our conferences. But I think I think all three of us will probably be in relative agreement on who I think we think is going to win this one. Mm. Well, when we did our reviews of the, um, of the conferences, I think... I'm pretty certain I picked Washington to win this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, Sticking with my, your pick, sir? I'm not, not going to stick with the pick, unfortunately. Um, I, I still think Washington, uh, one of the... To give them some due of credit, they only let in 13 points against Montana, which, mm. you know, I guess they have somewhat of a defence. Um, so potentially it may not be as as bad as what we think and McDuffie's a, a player that obviously is highly touted Michigan coming off a, a very decent victory but then again it was Western Michigan it wasn't sort of the highest calibre but obviously a rivalry game a good game to get under your belt they had a good running game but I think I think it's going to be really close I think it's going to be a three point game I think Washington has a lot to prove Michigan on offence don't 
I don't think they'll score too many points. So I'm going for 2017 to Michigan. But Washington come back with a bit more credibility after the Montana game, but sadly it won't be enough. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I think Michigan uh, will be the stronger team. You know, Western Michigan. One of the things about Western Michigan, they actually have a quarterback who's quite nice. Caleb Ellaby uh, is pretty decent, uh, and they're one of the sort of better sort of um, smaller school teams. But Michigan just looks really handy. They they even moved to their backup quarterback in JJ McCarthy. He was a five star recruit. He's ready in the wings, waiting to take on from Cade McNamara when when ready. Um, but yeah, they're just a very resolute team. They've got some really good guys on defense, uh, in particular, a dude who could very well be a first rounder this year in Aiden Hutchinson, who was going to come out of the draft this year, but decided to stay in school for another mm. year. They're, 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 they're just a really strong team. They're not the team <laughs> who struggled mightily last year. Jim Harbour's got things working well we've seen it in the off season you know talks about what they did you know they were two and two and four last year dreadful but they they are back they are going to be a force this year i think they're going to win this one 20 27 14 um yeah okay my guy should be yeah uh, i'm very much in agreement with you guys i think I think Michigan are the better team. I think Washington will put a better performance in. Um, but I think, you know, Michigan had a run game. Cave McNamara did enough to show me that he can pass the ball. He completed 80% of limited passes. That's fine. JJ McCarthy is solid if need be. Um, they did lose Ronnie Bell, who is their best receiver. That's unfortunate for them. Ooh. But I still think they showed that they've got a couple of guys in the wings um, <laughs> who can do something. Dalen Baldwin had a big catch. There's a couple of others there. I think their run game can see them through this. And defensively, I agree. Someone like Aiden Hutchinson's a really good player. Um, you know, he had, I think it was he had a nice sack in the last game. But they've got they had a linebacker who was racking up tackles in Josh Ross last weekend, the senior. Um, so I just think defensively they're going to have enough to hold offensively enough to get it done. Washington will do something, but I've got this um, Washington 21, Michigan 30. Nice. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So we move on to, uh, let's go to uh, an SEC meets uh, Big 12 game. Seems to be in probably an all SEC game. Uh, Texas are up against Arkansas. Mm, um, yeah, it's... Um, so the Razorbacks, they kicked off their season uh, with a 38-17 win over Rice. Uh, Traylon Burks, quite quiet, wasn't he? The star receiver. Uh, so was his game. quarterback, though. And so was KJ Jefferson, the quarterback who had a, had a, uh, a well, not a great oh. game, let's just say. He, he, he ran for have, a couple of yards, he, yeah. He, he, did yeah, that, he had that m- yeah. monster 34-yarder mm. yeah. where he just, just looked like a man against, man against Boys, um, yeah, well, Arkansas, are Arkansas. Sam Pittman's doing a good job down there, but yeah, they're not quite when they need to be. Meanwhile, the Texas Longhorns had a uh, a ranked game to kick off the season against uh, Louisiana Lafayette, raging Cajuns, uh, and they uh, they won it. They covered the spread mm-hmm. as well, I believe, on it. Thirty-eight to eighteen, big big win. Hudson Card at quarterback. Uh, 
and an over 100 yard receiver in Jordan Whittington, over 100 yard rusher in Bijan Robinson. Uh, and the defense uh, really went to town. I think they had something like five sacks or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, big day for them. Uh, yeah, I'll just start. I, this, so this game is a home game for Tech Arkansas, Arkansas. But I still don't think it particularly matters. I think the Longhorns will come out with the win here. Um, just, just better team all round. Arkansas need to sort of sort their quarterback issue out because mm-hmm. uh, he's not going to get a lot of time. Is the Arkansas QB? Um, I am going to go with twenty-one thirty-five. Texas. Hmm. You want me to go next? Feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've gone for a high-scoring game. Um, to be honest, I had that with Burks in mind, but then obviously now. Looking at looking a bit more closely at sort of Jefferson's performance, it is slightly putting me off this scoreline that I've predicted. So I might knock a couple of points off what my original prediction was. But Texas are going to be scoring lots of points. Bijan Robinson, not only in the running game, he also produced in the receiving game as well. You know, he had four receptions as well for 73 yards and a touchdown. So he's dangerous on both sides. Um and obviously, like you know, you guys pointed out, they managed to get a lot of sacks against the Raging Cajuns. So it does kind of slightly put me off about this score, but I'm going to have to stick, kind of go closer to what I said originally. I'm going to go for 41 Texas, and I'm going to give I'm going to give the Razorbacks 28. Mm. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I I still I think the Razorbacks will get some points, but. They they did a good job of rushing the ball. That's how they got back into the game against Rice. They they weren't getting enough done throwing the ball through the air. They were rushing the ball. Now, Texas allowed seventy six rushing yards against Louis um, the Raging Cajuns. Their rush defense is good, and it's going to force Arkansas into passing the ball more, which for me just leaves Arkansas at a horrible disadvantage. Uh, Whittington Robinson Card. That's a nice little triplet they've got going on there in Texas. Steve Sarkeesian is a really good coach, defensively solid. I think Texas are much improved from where they were last year. They'll give up a few points. Their defense isn't perfect. It's better. But I still think this is 38-17, Texas. Big win. Um, Right, let's move ourselves on to... We've only got a few games left, actually. Mm-hmm. Only a few games left, uh, and we will take it to. Uh, we're gonna head to. Is it, is it South Bend? No, that's where not. Well, I think it. Well, it is a battle of um, Indiana, I believe. As Notre Dame heads to Toledo uh, again. Am I getting it the wrong way around, or is it? At yeah, it's in South Bend. Yeah, it's inside. Well, that's going to be even worse for the Rockets. As yeah, all and all, I was right. We head to South Bend, and then I said when we head to Toledo. But uh, Notre Dame started their season off as we saw in that nail biter thriller against Florida State in overtime. Whereas Toledo, they had a handy win, forty nine ten over Norfolk State. Mm-hmm. Um, they had three quarterbacks play in that game, Toledo, and they only completed thirteen passes between the three of them. They just ran the ball the rest of the way. Uh, probably a bad sign for the Rockets heading to Notre Dame. Uh, Tristan, 
what what's your scoreline and is it under triple digits? <laughs> I think this is I think we're getting this you're getting this a little bit wrong, Nick. I'm not going to lead up to that by the way. This <laughs> game's going a little bit differently. Uh Notre Dame rush defense is what I thought was really the problem for them. The one thing Toledo thought going for them, they can run the ball effectively. Um so I don't think this is blow. I, I this is still a bit of a blowout, but for me, I've I've got Toledo putting up points. Yeah. I don't trust Notre Dame to completely keep it close um, or to blow it away. I've got forty twenty three um, to mm. Notre Dame. We're quite close on that front. Um, you saw Florida State run, basically, you know, run the ball quite effectively ball against Notre them. Dame. Exactly, Corbin Ward. It seemed quite simple for them, really, and I think based on that, I've kind of gone for, I've gone for kind of a similar um, scoreline. I've gone for forty-five twenty to Notre Dame. Um, I do like what they've got on offense there. I think if Cone can produce what he did against Florida State, I'd be quite excited to watch this game. To be honest, um, so yeah, I, f- I think it's, I think it'll be um, a decent game. Yeah, no, I, I have it relatively, um, relatively straightforward. I've got thirty-eight thirteen to Notre Dame. Uh, I, I, we saw Toledo run the ball effectively against Norfolk State, but I just think it will be a, a relatively cakewalk for Notre Dame. I think this will be their, one of their gimme games for me. Uh, I don't see, I don't see anything in the passing game. I know they were quite efficient, but. Um, I think Toledo really had to kind of draw up design plays to make sure that they, they put away Norfolk State. I just don't... There's nobody in particular on the team that I just think they can really count on. Um, Notre Dame will also be going back after that Florida State game, feeling a little bit nervous, a little bit scared after that. They know they've got impressed this week and I just think that they will handily uh, handily beat Toledo. I don't know what the I don't know what the line is on the game, but I can uh, find you the line very quickly. Bear with me. Uh, the line is Notre Dame seventeen. Seventeen. So I've got a twenty-five point win. So I think they'd cover it. Um, so yeah, and the but, yeah, over yeah. under total points is fifty-five and a half. Oh, so I'd, I'd have. Oh, I'd definitely go there. over. No, wouldn't you go the over? Thirty-eight, thirteen. Oh yeah, 51. of course. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, so I'm I'd going over. Yeah. I'm going over too. Yeah, I'd take the under. Um, right. So, uh, coming three, towards the end. Three games left. Three games left. Let's get into them. So, uh, I'm trying to keep a certain couple towards the end. Yeah, I am going to go with uh, Appalachian State. Uh, and they play a team who. Uh, live on TV, got made to look like uh, Bishop Gorman, if anyone gets the reference. Um, no? Nobody? I've tweeted about how I want a 30 for 30 from ESPN about it. I tweeted ESPN going, I need a Bishop Gorman 30 for 30, please. Wow. Oh. <laughs> so, do you get the reference? No, I don't know. Bishop Gorman, um, so you've, have you ever heard of the IMG Academy in high school football? I have, yes. So Bishop Gorman were a high school team who were semi-fictitious. Well, they were fictitious. They were an internet-only high school team, which they said, they told IMG, we have people who are getting recruited playing for us. And IMG went, yeah, all right, we'll play you. 
and they beat them. Was it sixty points to nothing? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And they found out that like these players on Bishop Gorman weren't who they said they were. Their athletics department wasn't what it said it was. They were like this real anomaly. That ever. is a really good 30, 30 documentary. They there. they they Ali did they Ali did the situation. Just hmm. so, out um, of interest, what is everyone's favorite college based thirty for thirty documentary? Mine's the Auburn Alabama one, like just that guy, the Alabama fan about he um, was a, he was a character, wasn't he? There's stuff I so many like. I, I really like the one about um SMU and the death penalty. Yeah. That was you know, that's really interesting. Obviously the one about the U, um obviously who we're talking about now, yeah. you know what, two parts as well, isn't it? The two parter, that's yeah. absolutely fantastic documentary. Um, yeah. And then the Brian Bosworth one, the linebacker yeah. from the Boomer Sooners. Yeah. One of my favourites. I've never seen one. You've They're never really seen good. a 30 for 30? No. Get on the SPM player and watch them. They are yeah. fantastic, Nick. You can use my login. It's absolutely fine. Dude. Yeah, I've never had the login. Well, yeah. yeah I've we'll never sort... had the SPN, but... Uh, yeah, we'll sort it out. I've show. heard of them and I've heard they're good. Oh, they're really good. Like, There's some good NFL ones. Like My favourite ones are Elway to Marino. That's another good. one. There's, there's the OJ Simpson one. one is on point. Oh, that's amazing. I, I also like the draft one where it's not it's not actually about the draft, but um it it's um it's to do with uh, agents mm. and they're in the draft and actually there's a player there, Jaquan Williams gets drafted by the Giants and it just talks you through the whole draft process when he gets drafted mm. and then how he cuts his uh his agent loose as soon as he gets drafted. It was like all the pitfalls about being an agent and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, Miami, of course, were uh, handily beaten 44-13 by the reigning conference champ, NFL, uh, reigning college champions, uh, Alabama. Meanwhile, Upstate uh, started their year off with a 33-19 win over East Carolina. Uh, I can only hand it to Tristan, really, because being, again, ACC-related. Uh, you know, pick this one apart. Well, you know, Miami didn't look very good against an Alabama team that is exceptional. I think a lot of teams will find that they're subject to the, to the same fates. Um, Miami have some talent, and talent that will see them okay in the ACC. And... You know, the Eric King's a solid quarterback. He's not great. Um, you know, they've got some defensive pieces. They are, they're not, like, Alabama made them look foolish. That's going to happen. That's what happens when you play Alabama. Like, in, and, like, Ohio State are a bad team. In that college championship, they got absolutely blown away by Alabama. Like, Alabama are just a different sort of breed. Um, thing that concerned me the most is lack of a run game for Alabama. Harris and Cheney Jr., the two backs that got the most carries, didn't really get a lot done. They had, you know, between their four rushes, two of which were quarterbacks, they got under 100 yards. Wide receivers, like Rambo, didn't do enough for me to show that he can keep up like, and be the number one. They, you know... He got volume, just didn't get yards off it. But again, Alabama are really good. They're going to do that. Defensively, um, 
Bubba Bolden's going to miss a little bit of this game, I think. He might miss a quarter. Targeting. Is it the first half? It's the first targeting. Yeah, that's going to be a little bit difficult. And, you know, Stevenson, the corner, played an okay game, Tyreek Stevenson, but again, got beat quite a few times, just managed to make up with that with lots and lots of tackling. Um, but their linebackers and D-line really showed nothing for me. Their front seven looks just nowhere near where it needs to be. So this is a defense that's going to give up points. Um and an offense that I'm not completely sold on. Now, this game against App State, I genuinely, I'm picking this result because I love App State's quarterback. Not because he did anything that really, really made it electric. I just have a massive soft spot for, for Chase Bryce. His two years as Clemson backup. Just going to say. He he never he never really complained about being the back of the Clemson. He sort of understood his position, and he came into games and did okay. He showed he saved our season at one point in his career. Like I, I can't remember which year it was. I think it might have been twenty. Was it twenty eighteen? I think twenty eighteen. We had a game. Oh, was it Syracuse in twenty eighteen? I'm just trying to think now, but I think it might have been Syracuse in twenty eighteen. We were struggling. And Chase Bryce had to come into the game and he led a game-winning drive to just keep Clemson's season on track. So, at, at this point, it's, yeah, he's just one of those players that I love and I will absolutely go to the grave. Um, just having a little bit of a soft spot for him. So, I'm picking App State in this one. I think it'll be close. 28-24 to App State. Wow, I mean, I can't, I can't quite go that far. Mm. Um, I will back. Um, I'm going to back Miami to come back and win this one. Um, score line, not so. Maybe something, something like twenty-eight, twenty or something. I think that they will bounce back with a win. The team needs it. Derek King needs it. Um, but upstate will make them work for it. Hence why I've got twenty eight to ten. Okay. Um twenty eight ten was that Nick? Twenty eight to sorry, twenty eight to twenty. Twenty eight to twenty. Okay. Mm. I've got Miami edging it as well. Um highest scoring game though. I've got thirty five, thirty one. Um I think Derek King does um bounce back this week. Um I'm sure whatever value his autograph was selling a month ago has probably gone down now, but hopefully he can bring that back up with a, a stellar performance. There is bragging rights on offer in the state of Iowa. Iowa State, Iowa, Cyclones, Hawkeyes. Game is at Jack Trice Stadium, I believe. Iowa State home game. I'm praying I have got yeah. that wrong. I think it is an Iowa State uh, yeah. huge one. It is. It's um. It is Iowa State at. It's Iowa versus at Iowa State. Sorry, can't get me words out. Mm. Big one, big one. Yeah. Uh, this definitely split opinions before the season, but after watching the opening games of both teams, I want to see if anyone is swayed. 
Does anyone want to take first crack at what yeah. they think is going to happen in this big derby game? I don't mind, Tristan. Or actually, I... no, because maybe you'd probably want me to talk the ducks next. So I'll let you take this I'll... one. I can go first. Um, for me, Iowa really impressed. Iowa State did not. Um, Iowa showed their offense had some limitations. Brock Purdy completed a lot of passes, didn't get a lot of yards. Uh, Bruce Hall didn't have the game that you'd expect him to have. Um, and that's fine. Um, that wasn't the performance you'd expect from them. On the other hand, Iowa went and dismantled Indiana. Uh, Petrus again had a sort of game Goodson just shy of 100 yards Laporta had a nice game Iowa looked comfortable but this game isn't a normal game like I I sort of I think Iowa had the better week one but going into this week two this for me is coin flip this is going to get messy Matt Campbell the Iowa State coach has never beaten Iowa and he has done a lot of good things at Iowa State. There's talk of him going to a bigger program. There's been talk of him going to the NFL. Is this the year that Matt Campbell finally just gets that last demon off his back and beats Iowa? And for me, it's yes. I'm going to go with the... Well, in my opinion, I know Iowa State are higher ranked than Iowa. I think it's more the upset. I think more people are leaning towards Iowa after sort of week one. I thought this been a really close back and forth, bit of a boxing match sort of game where they're just trading blows. And I've got this Iowa 20, Iowa State 23. Low scoring affair, absolute just slugfest. Oh. This will be really fun to watch. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss this game because it kicks off 30 minutes before Clemson. Oh. Um but I think this will be could be game of the weekend. I'm honestly surprised, Jim, for the um, sorry Iowa State because uh, just I gauge from listening to the speaking to you guys earlier in the week. I, I, I was thinking that you were leaning towards the Hawkeyes. So oh, I I, thought, in my head, I swapped this pick five times. Okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> I've got Iowa State as well, uh, and this was one of the games where I thought, okay, if I make a different pick to you, then you know, see myself, you know, but it's a very similar scoreline. I've got 21-17, Iowa State. Um, I'm quite excited about this matchup and the fact that we've got two really, really good college running backs. So you've got Goodson on one side uh, for the Hawkeyes. You've also got Brees Hall, uh, who obviously did underwhelm last week um, for Iowa State. Brock Purdy is a steady... Um, QB, well, he was at least last year uh, for Iowa State. You know, had a really good year. Um, the Hawkeyes' defense as well, I think that they're, they're quite strong. Um, got to mention, obviously, tight end country as well up there at Hawkeyes. Sam Laporta had a really good game last week. Um, so I think he's someone to look out for as well. But I've given them. I'm giving Iowa State the win mainly based on the fact that it's their home. Yeah, I think you might, of course, be expecting this, but um, I'm going the other way. I'm going to back the Hawkeyes to win this one. Um, you know, in history, Iowa seemed to get the better of Iowa State a lot. And not just not just that, but coming off their both week one performances, I was hugely impressed by the Hawkeyes and the way that they dismantled Indiana. 
Um, they gave Michael Penix Jr. no time at all on the ball. Um, and they just had an all-round solid team. The only one person who wasn't particularly solid was their quarterback, Spencer Petras. But Iowa have actually already proven that they can win games with Petras being just an average QB. Um, it, it worked for Northwestern last year with Peyton Ramsey, who was distinctly average, but they had a great season. Uh, and, and Petras is just that. But Iowa just have such... They just have, like, they're, again, term I've used a, not, a lot about a few teams. They're really deep and they, like, dig in at the trenches. Their O-line, their D-line, they uh, they will make it really And uh, if Iowa State win, that's a huge help for Brock Purdy in a sort of quiet bid for the Heisman. Um, I know he's probably not on the top five, six shortlist at the moment, but he's one of those QBs that, you know, if Iowa State have a good season and... He's getting no end of Heisman. That is an absolutely ridiculous take. <laughs> like Brock, Brock, if Brock Paddy gets in the top twenty-five list for the Heisman, I'll be shocked. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say he's going to win it, or I'm not even going to say he's making a short list, but he is, he is one of the better senior QBs in college football, and so that's why I just thought he could be. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's mental at all. The only time he's getting near a Heisman is if he goes to see one in the museum. Well, you've got all the jokes tonight, haven't you, Tris? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, taken aback by that, uh, trying to get back on my train of thought. Uh, you be quiet, this is my time. Um, anyway, uh, no, Iowa will win this game. They're a better team all around than Iowa State. Um, 28-21. Nice. So can I just grab your score for this game again? I just yeah, I, just... I had Iowa State winning this twenty-one seventeen. The last game, the final game, uh, the Pac-12 champions against the Big Ten champions. Oregon go to Ohio State. The but uh, the Ducks uh, squeezed out a big win over Fresno State last week. Whereas Iowa, Ohio State uh, put a lot of points up on the board against Minnesota. Defensively, didn't look stellar, but still comfortably won on the road against the Golden Gophers. Uh, there's only one person I can start with this week, and it's it's got to be Suck. Uh, mm-hmm. Your Ducks against <laughs> the Bucks. Yep. Uh, Not my Bucks. No. <laughs> talk, talk, talk about it. Yeah. Um... To be honest, I'm, I'm kind of written this game off as, as a game that... I know it sounds bad as a game that we're not going to come anywhere near winning um, at all. Um, just look at the performance last week against Fresno. We struggled a lot on offence. You know, Anthony Brown, you know, as a quarterback, is just sort of... He's okay. He doesn't do really anything special. And I think one thing we're going to have to do uh, as an offense is score a lot of points to be anywhere in contention of winning this game because obviously last week, um, Ohio State showed just how good they can be on offense. Um, CJ Stroud, you know, throwing for four touchdowns, maybe not the most accurate. Of performances, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, four touchdowns, you've got 
that receiving court, which we've talked about before in Alav and Wilson, but then you've got the running game as well, um, which, you know, they've got one or two runners there that are really good in Williams. And then you've got Master Teague, who last week was a bit quiet. He didn't get as many carries, but the main concern for Oregon is obviously Thibodeau um, is day-to-day. So when... I think the last time I read Cristobal, which was yesterday, said he was day-to-day. So when you hear that, you get the feeling that they're not going to risk him. and Particularly in a game where I think you're not really expected to win. I don't think you have any opportunity or chance to win the game. I don't think you risk your best player um, getting a further injury. So he'll be out. That's not to say our defence is not competent. I mean, we did prove in the fourth quarter last week against Fresno that we can kind of come back and start performing again. I think Justin Flo, for example, really sort of got hands on deck and took sort of a leadership role uh, for someone who's played so many, so few games for the Ducks. Uh, we've also got the likes of Noah Sill, who I like. And then, you know, we've got some decent, decent secondaries. There'll be some good matchups there with Mikel Wright and McKinley against Olav and Wilson, but fundamentally like this is a this is a one this is just a one show pony and this is gonna be yeah, quite a humbling defeat. I think we'll lose forty one twenty. Forty one twenty. Okay. Uh yeah, I just uh, Ohio State might be offensively the best team in the country. I shouldn't say that because I'll have Tristan telling me how terrible my takes are. Um, even though little are, they, are they better than Alabama, are they? Uh, offensively, their receiving core, yeah. I think they have a better receiving core than Alabama. I think Alabama's a more complete offense, but we'll go with it. But we digress, Nick. We digress. I mean, I, do you know what? Do you know what? I'll, I'll give you that because what I mean is offensive. Individual offensive talents, Ohio State okay. definitely have a better team than uh, offense in Alabama. Um, but as a, yeah, as a unit, fair enough. That's different. It's not. It's not quite what I meant. But yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave had a field day against Minnesota, and uh, CJ Stroud looked nice. Uh, not Bryce Young nice at all. Bright, uh, but CJ Stroud, he looked decent. He looked decent. Um and uh and yeah so offensively Ohio State will put up points Oregon weren't able to especially losing Thibodeau is huge uh is that did you say is he out for the he's day to day they're saying so for me personally uh, if I'm Cristobal I don't play him because yeah because I think I, I think there's other divisional matchups you know in the Pac-12 that we need to have him ready um, sure. This one, you don't want to risk it when you pretty much know it's a gimme defeat. You know. Got you, got you. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I, they will put up a lot of points. Uh, Oregon showed and they dug in last week against Fresno State that they can, you know, they can find ways to score. Anthony Brown with his feet or through the air can, can you know, has been able to do both. But again, I just see a similar scoreline coming up than what Minnesota the Minnesota game went like. Uh, I'm going to go 41, the 42 to 20. What did you say, sir? I had 41, 20. 42, 24. 
Ohio State. Well, I can get that. That's a reasonable scoreline. Um, Nick says I'm with all the jokes tonight. Well, get me some hoisin sauce because these ducks are about to get cooked. Um, I, oh, wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, yeah. No Kieran, no Kayvon Thibodeau. Not Kieran, Kayvon Thibodeau. That's going to hurt Oregon. Minnesota gave you the blueprint of how to attack Ohio State defensively. You need to be consistent rushing the ball. Um, I don't know, because I think Oregon used a couple of backs last week. Yeah, we've got Vidal and Die. There's um, nothing that was consistent about their run game. That's how you're going to get to Ohio State. Um, mm. So I think they'll struggle there. And I just think this, it's those receivers against this Oregon secondary, for me, I think is a bit of a, that's going to be where this game's won and lost because mm. Oregon's front seven is still solid. So they run, they might stop Ohio State's run game. But CJ Strauss said last week that he can fling a ball around when he wants to. I think there's just a bit too much depth at receiver for Oregon to handle. And I just think this is another phase in Ohio State's absolute bid for dominance of the Big Ten and their eventual playoff places, the two or three seed. And they win this 45 17. Wow. We've all gone for similar sort of score lines. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, brilliant. Well, thanks very much. Do you know, I'm a, I'm a bit like a dog with something between my teeth here. And I've just got to just just I've just got to say it before I finish. It, right? You want to talk about Buffalo beating Nebraska? No, 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 no. Has anyone ever heard of DraftKings? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. DraftKings. Did their preseason Heisman Trophy odds? Oh, here we go. Brock Purdy Bro- was 13 <laughs> ahead of Matt Corral wow. and ahead of his own teammate, Brees Hall. That's ridiculous. Well, DraftKings are ridiculous. Well, hold on, hold on. As, as ridiculous as it may be, I'd like to clarify that I'm not that I necessarily think that Brock Purdy could win the Heisman, but when People like DraftKings, who are one of the major players in the in in sports betting, put Brock Purdy on a short list with a guy from Ole Miss that we've both. If I told you Matt Corral was in the running for the Heisman, you probably would have gone eh, maybe. But the same odds as him, and the same odds as Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from Arizona State, who I like, but Arizona State are very good. So, Do you, uh, if, if you go if you go to sportsbook William Hill. The odds of Brock Purdy is plus four two five four thousand two hundred and fifty. That's yeah. the same odds you will get on Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA to win the Heisman. So, so the, That's so, the company you're keeping. So this is preseason, and when you are on a shortlist on a major betting place, you get stock. That's how. That's kind of how your name gets mentioned, and then you play a few good games. You win a few good games. I bet you if he beats. Iowa, he'll be like plus 3,000. And if he gets a few more wins, you never know. He could sniff the top 10. I don't think he will, but his name is sort of... It's not like his name being mentioned in the top 20 players to, to go for the Heisman this year is is wrong. So uh, as much as many of you might disagree, uh, it's that's that's life. That's a fact. He was in the, the... He had better odds than Brees Hall. And if you once said Brees Hall could go for the Heisman, it might be, but it's the truth. 
And mm. it's and it's like saying, oh my god, I can't believe this player won Defensive Player of the Year. I, I think it's ridiculous. It's not who I would have picked. Mm. Still, some ridiculous it's, odds. Still, I mean, it's still like there. Do you know what I mean? Like it's still. Mm. So um, whether we agree with it or not, he's not going to win the Heisman. He won't be shortlisted, but he will be closer to it than not. Which is might be hard to believe, but uh, especially after his Northern Iowa game, which actually lost in points. Which to be fair, he should have because he didn't play particularly well. Um, plus, he looks like a dude that he doesn't look like a guy who plays quarterback for a big college football team. Like he looks like the guy who could play like for the esports team or something. I don't know why. Just when I look at him, he just looks like he looks like he's like fourteen years old. But that's just me. Anyway. Anyway, before before we before we just wrap up, breaking news I've had on my phone: um, Georgia quarterback JT Daniels will not play this week against UAB. Oh wow! Ooh. They're sitting him for the um, for a freshman, I believe. Um, not you know sure. What I was just not about sure. to mention Tristan. You Which freshman? I don't know. I, I'm trying to find out now. Is it, I'd love it if it was Brock Vandergriff, but it probably won't be. I don't think it's Vandergriff, no. Damn it. You, you know what was in my head? Like, I was looking at the Sky Bet Heisman voting. JT Daniels is 12 to 1, fifth favourite. Wow. Is that not just ridiculous? Now, putting that. He has a win against the top five team. He played awfully, but he could ball out oh. the rest of the season and legitimately be an undefeated QB. I can it... buy some stock in that. Is it Carson Beck who's going to be starting? Might be. Stetson Bennett. No, not Stetson Bennett. Fair play. Well, there's some good games this weekend. Yes. So, Christian, you want to tell us a little bit about what your Clemson Tigers are doing this weekend? They're playing South Carolina State in a game that mm, should be a gimme. Um, It's just going to be a nice little confidence builder for, for Clemson, really. Yeah, um, get get the get the backups in probably early way through the third. Simple. Yeah, I think it's my my viewing order this week is probably going to be Oregon Ohio State because that's a big noon kickoff, and then probably going to roll in with a little. I might depending on what time that finishes, I might try and catch a little bit of maybe A and M Colorado or a little bit of like Toledo Notre Dame, and then yeah, Clemson Clemson starts at odd time it starts at 10 p.m and then i will probably watch a late game on sunday morning and i reckon the one i'm gonna pick is probably gonna be that um app state miami game mm. app state miami very nice well we were in relative agreement with most of them but there are still definitely some that we disagree on maybe they'll be the difference makers in uh, how we fare this week uh i need to pull some points back uh, we we both need to gain on Tristan, so so yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Uh, anyone you think's going to pull off a surprise result this weekend? Let us know. Um, Nebraska are playing Buffalo. Uh, I don't even talk about it. I should win. If they don't, again, you might not see me on the pod next week. But <laughs> I said that last time we won handily. So. This is going to be a superstition, Alvin. Like every week, he's going to threaten not to do the podcast at Nebraska. And it, I mean, it makes sense. We'll like, never I mean, have like, a podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> Second well, Christmas college weird. football podcast. 
<laughs> That's funny. But yeah, exactly. So, uh, ladies and gents, have a great week. Enjoy uh, what comes up over the weekend. Should be a good one. Um, hope your team picks up that all-important win. But until then, have a good one. Enjoy the start of the NFL season. And we will see you next week. See you later. Goodbye, everyone. Take care, guys.